From the creators of the hit kids podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild, comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly. I got to say, love the name Max. That's my my puppy dog's (laughs) name. Uh, Who have just recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs. It actually makes learning pretty cool. Yeah. Now, I listened to this with my son, and it was so fun to listen to. I loved how modern it was with a cool ant that they really dug, and like they dealt with bullies. Uh, My son also enjoyed all the math involved. Like He thought it was really cool. Well, and I have to say, I love anything that brings learning and fun together for kids. I really, really wish that something like this was around for my teens when they were younger. We would have absolutely devoured this on our car trips. It would have been amazing. It's perfect for kids ages six and up, and new episodes drop every Thursday. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom Podcast. I am your host, Joanne Crone, joined here by my co-host, Bree Tucker. Oh, hello, hello, buddy. How are you? <laughs> I was just commenting and looking at Bree's lovely face and how she looks so made up for this session right now. And I am, uh, I just came from KTR here in Phoenix, where it's like trampoline park and I got all sweaty and I had like sweat dripping down me and I'm like, gotta, gotta get on now. You had a way more fun day than mine's been working and the makeup is on for the first time since Christmas Eve, which was like several days ago because we're recording this early. But anyway, it's only on because I had to do a video. Yeah. I've been doing little makeup lately and it wasn't something I've done before, but I... So funny, well, not funny story, but I used to think facials were like a extra indulgence. You know, you went, you got a facial, you just relaxed, you did whatever. And then about like a year ago, I started getting these really, really painful, like cystic pimples on me, like all on my jaw. The joys of getting older. Yeah. Yeah, I had (laughs) one right here on my eyebrow where I'm like, is this a tumor? It was so big, Brie. It was so big. And I had no idea why I was getting them. I had horrible acne in my 20s and had to do the Accutane and everything like that. But our friend Shana was talking about how she was going to get facials from this one woman, Vanessa. And so I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll go get facials. And I signed up for her facial membership program. And it was like very reasonable and everything. Once a month facials. I'm like, we'll see how it goes. Year later, I hardly wear makeup. All of my breakouts are totally gone. I don't have any cystic stuff anywhere. And that is the only thing I have changed. And I've dropped all my expensive skincare too. I used to do rodent and fields and stuff and that wasn't Mm -hmm. working out. And it was just the monthly facials, all my skin needed. And it's like, well, see, there you go. I need to do that because age has not been that kind. I have like so much going on, but that's also the thing like, I, I don't know. It's almost, I wouldn't say it's a necessity because I mean, first world problems here, I mean, but I don't buy foundation. So it's a money saver. (laughs) True. That would be. And it's a time saver because I don't have to put on as much makeup as I used to in the morning. And so it's looking at it from that way. It just makes sense. And it's a luxury too, because you just sit there and she massages your like scalp when all the masks are working and you're just like, ah, like, it's so great. So, well, you know, like if we ever go to a spa thing, I'm always like, I just want to get a facial, not a massage. So I love facials. So that's my little, that's my, my unicorn thing. Yes. The, the, the stuff we need to do to pamper ourselves as moms, because we deserve it. (laughs) 
<laughs> we put up with so much crap. We love our kids. We love our family, but there's still a lot of crap. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's a lot. It's a lot, a lot. I mean, just this morning, my kids are off on break right now and we were going to go to KTR, a trampoline place for those of you not in the Phoenix area. And my son has been wearing the same shirt every day for the past three or four days. And I didn't realize this until my sister-in-law came over and she's like, I always see him in that shirt. And I look and I'm, I always see him in that shirt too. Okay. And Holder and his family just did a video on this about breaks. Oh, really? And you're like, have you been wearing that? Like, you've been wearing that shirt for like four days. Like literally, I'm going to have to send it to you after this. Yeah, I will. <laughs> but I was looking at him and I'm like, hey, bud. And he was dressed in the shirt again this morning. Hey, like you've been wearing that for the past few days. And his response, I don't have any other shirts. Why? No, you do. You do have a lot of shirts. I, I know the shirts you have. What's going on? And what's happening is that he does his own laundry. He brings his laundry to the washer. He goes into the dryer. He takes it back to his room. But then once it's in his room, it sits in a basket. And it yeah. gets to the point where then he can't distinguish between dirty clothes and clean clothes. So he just keeps taking the same clothes that he knows doesn't have any noticeable stuff on it. And so I laid down the law this morning and I'm like, dude, uh, I'm going to help you clean this morning. Just tell me the time. And oh my gosh, it was like, no, I don't want to clean. It's working fine. Cleaning stresses me out. And it was one of those instances where I feel my parents dealt with, with me as a kid. And I think a lot of people do when you ask your kids to do something like clean up your room or brush your teeth, you get put like so much resistance and so much right. drama and so many tantrums that <laughs> a lot of parents throw up their hands and they're like, my kids don't listen to me. How do I get my kids to listen to me with those yeah. kind of situations? And it, yeah, and every single one of us have this, like it, it, no matter no matter how patient you are, we all have these kinds of struggles, but there really are some amazing things that you can do to help. There and, are. Yes, there are. And, and we have so much for you. So on with the show. You want mom life to be easier. That's our goal too. Our mission is to raise more self-sufficient and independent kids, and we're going to have fun doing it. We're going to help you delegate and step back. Each episode, we'll tackle strategies for positive discipline, making our kids more responsible and making our lives better in the process. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom Podcast. All of us have kids that don't listen. I, I have, I have teenagers and young adults that don't listen. It's so much fun. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like, they're, they're still kids, even though they look like adults, but they're still kids. I know. I know. We talk about that in an episode with Lisa Lewis about how they deceivingly looking like they are adults, but they're not quite, they're not quite. And, and when they don't listen, I don't know about anybody else, but I can feel my blood pressure rising. I swear to God, if I was a cartoon, you would see like smoke coming out of my ears, my face turning all red. I get so frustrated, so irritable that it's just, it's ridiculous. I don't like being that way and nobody else wants me that way. So no, definitely. Like, 
Yeah. It's hard though, because you feel like you see these examples of parents on TV and these kids listen to them and like take their oh. advice and yeah. you think that's how it should be. And it's never like that. Like yeah. I often think some of the tactics that and strategy that we know how to use, I don't know if it'd be very entertaining on television, honestly. I don't know if it would work there. There's a lot of like inner mental stuff that's going on. I, I 100% agree. And what you're saying, I always call it the DJ Tanner effect. Like mm -hmm. we, we all, all, our generation grew up with like all of our lovely, like 80s, 90s sitcoms that always had these perfect families that, you know, had little goofy mix up things that happened. And then they've worked it out in 30 minutes because the parent came in and had a heart to heart and three minutes managed to address everything and everybody was perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. And that is not how it happens. It is no. Not. No, but there and are things that can help, but that's, but it's not a, it's not a two minute fix. It's not. And know <laughs> that if like you are struggling with this right now, this is such a common issue. It comes up a lot in our balance VIP membership program where people come and they're like, my kids won't brush their teeth when they're asked. How do I make my kids go to bed when they're asked? How do I make my kids do their homework when I ask them to do their homework? They won't and help out at all at home. They always <laughs> are like fighting with their brother or sister. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So this is a common problem. We're going to give you a good strategy that you can use and you can go to. So what is the first thing, Bree? Well, the first thing you have to do, and this comes back to Bree's little cartoon face with the whole red face and the steam coming out. First, you have to take care of you. You yes. need to calm down first because there is no way that anybody's going to listen to you when you're screaming at the top of your lungs or you're doing the whole, like my mom used to do this thing where, and we make fun of her still for that, where her lips would disappear. She'd be like, fine. <laughs> and we're all like, oh crap, the lips disappeared. So then you like, you were like stepping back slowly. The lips disappear. Yeah. Like, warning. <laughs> lips. Warning. I warning. see no lips over there on the horizon. <laughs> She's about to lose it, people. Back it up. Back it up. And um, like, calming yourself first is such like an important thing too, because you can't think logically when you're very, very agitated. Right. Uh, and this morning when my son's like, no, it doesn't work for me organizing. I was like, what now? What now? And I had to take a few deep breaths. I think my thing was, okay, well, I am ready when you are. So come and get me when you're ready. And we'll do this before we go. Putting in that before we go, we're going to yeah. do this. Yeah. It's going to happen one way or another. You get to choose when ish, right? Yeah. <laughs> ish. There's things there, but like, yeah. So we have to self-regulate ourselves because otherwise the emotions will take over and we will say and do things that we don't, we would never have said or done when we were totally calm and relaxed and thinking. 100% logically about a situation. And then regretting them too. That's the thing I hate. My thing lately has been with anger. I don't want to do anything that I'm going to have to apologize for later that I'm going to regret. You know, I'm okay with apologies, but if I could see it coming, if I know that when I'm angry, I tend to say stuff that I have to apologize for. I just want to cut it off right there and try to remove myself from the situation before I say anything. Right. Because there's something to be said about the fact that when we make a mistake or when we, we do something that we're not so proud of, we can apologize, we can make amends, and we can build on that for sure, right? Yeah. But nobody wants to be having to apologize for the behavior over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. It kind of like, it feels almost the same as just nagging your kids over and over and over again. Like, I would think that I would get tired of having somebody constantly apologizing to me for yelling at me all the time. I'd be like, dude, 
Yeah. And come up with a different thing. You have probably heard me talk about my dog, Addie, before. And when we first got her, we didn't know that she was a counter surfer. Now, counter surfing animals are the ones who jump on counters, especially kitchen counters, when you're not looking and take stuff off of them. Well, in this instance, Addie had jumped onto the kitchen counter and eaten an entire bottle of my other dog's pain medication. You can imagine the freak out that ensued from me. So imagine this. You're at the vet's office again, knowing that vet care costs continue to rise. You're anxiously waiting to hear how expensive the bill will be. But If you had pet insurance, your pet could be covered for accidents or illnesses. That's why you should check out ASPCA Pet Health Insurance. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program offers customizable accident and illness plans, making it easier for pet parents like you to help your pet get the care that they may need. They allow you to customize the plan, helping ensure that your pet's plan is as unique as they are. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program has been around for over 18 years, and they've helped more than 600,000 pets during that time. Because vet bills can really add up, especially when you're least expecting it. It's simple. Use their app to submit a claim and you'll receive reimbursement for eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. To explore coverage, visit ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash no guilt. That's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash no guilt. Again, that's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash no guilt. This is a paid advertisement. Insurance is underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTZ Insurance Agency Limited. The ASPCA is not an insurer and is not engaged in the business of insurance. Hey, all It is Joanne. And Bree here. And we want to tell you about a podcast that you should check out. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Uturbe, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. And in this latest season of Understood Explains, it covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP, and it busts common myths about special education. We actually just listened to the episode, IEPs, Does My Child Need an IEP? And here is what we loved about it. I loved that it was so digestible. Like it was such a short episode and all of the topics, which could be really confusing to parents, were easily explained. And I loved how they gave great concrete examples because you know how much I love me a good example. They explained what kind of services and supports you could actually see on a child's IEP or individual education plan. And they explained those acronyms that nothing drives me more crazy than when there's acronyms and I don't get it. I don't know what it stands for. They took the time to explain everything in so much detail and to cover concerns that a lot of families have about special ed services. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains, or just click on the link in our show notes. And another interesting thing is, especially if you're on the No Guilt Mom emails from us, you know I've been pretty open about my struggles with anxiety and that I recently started anxiety medication. Uh, And look at it as another tool to use. But what I have noticed very lately is that I am not as irritable as I used to be. The little things my kids do, like before him coming back at me 
and being like, no, organizing doesn't work for me. I would immediately tense up in my body and want to say something snarky and have to hold it back. And it would just be a struggle for me. And this, I was able to take so much more in stride, which is interesting because I've been very medication resistant for a very long time. (laughs) And now opening myself up to how it could help me and how it can make things a little bit easier, even though you still have to do all this other work and it's not like a complete cure-all. But it's also something to bring up that, you know, you got to take care of you. And when you're calming yourself down, if you feel you're irritable all the time, it's something to look into just your doctors. And I say that from the heart because I was very resistant. I hear you. I hear you. So, so first you calm yourself. What's our next tip? Uh, Use some reflective listening with them. So for example, this morning after he was calm, he came and got me probably like five to 10 minutes later. And he's like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to do this. And at that time I'm like, okay. Like all I want to do, bud, is I just want to make it easier for you to find your clothes. He says, well, I get really stressed and it stresses me out. And so then the reflective listening comes in. I hear you. It stresses you out. Let's see how we can make it not stressful and let's work together. So repeating back exactly what their concerns are, lets them know that you get it. You're listening. You're not trying to convince them really of anything. I'm not telling him, oh, it's not that stressful. It'll be easy. Like that's not what I'm doing. I'm saying it stresses you out. Okay. Let's work with that. Well, I mean, and that also really, really helps too, because how many times have we told them something like I'm going to use an example of, um, oh goodness, I just had a really good one with my daughter the other day, but it was something to the effect of you don't want to, uh, Oh, I know it was. She wanted to go to Dutch Bros. She wanted to go to Dutch Bros. And she <laughs> hadn't Dutch done Bros. her chores yet. <laughs> and I and she's texting me because we live in a like three-story condo and she don't want to walk down the two stories to come to me. So we're texting back and forth. And she's like, but I want to go to Dutch Bros now. And I'm like, great. And when you get your chores done, we'll go to Dutch Bros. Mm-hmm. And she just kept getting more and more upset. And so finally I texted her back and I thought I was being very reflective because I'm like, I know what the issue is. The issue is you want to go to Dutch Bros and I'm not willing to take you until you get your chores done. Mm-hmm. Nope. That wasn't it at all, Joanne. Because when I re- repeated it back to her, I'm like, so what I'm hearing is that you're upset because you want to go to Dutch Bros. And I have said, no. And she's like, no. That's not why I'm upset. And I'm like, okay, why are you upset? She's like, I'm upset because I'm really tired. I've been up all day doing the X, Y, and Z. And in order to get my chores done, I need some more energy. And I would very much like to go to Dutch Bros. And I'm like, I don't want to pay for it. She's like, I never asked you to pay for it. I have my own money. Okay. Okay. I will admit not every parent would have done what I did where I was like, okay, fine. We can go to Dutch Bros. You can get your energy drink and we'll, we'll move on with this. But I was so certain I knew what the issue was. I was so certain because I'm sitting there, I'm reading the text. How could I get it wrong? It's right there in black and white. But that's where that reflective listening can really, really help. You Definitely. do that with me a lot too, because I can <laughs> get really upset and worked up. And Joanne, you'll message me and be like, okay. So what I'm hearing you say is it's X, Y, and Z. And I will admit that when I know that I'm not articulating it well, because I'm upset, there is this huge wave of calmness that comes over me when (laughs) someone understands you and says it back. It just, it immediately helps you be like, oh my God, you get it. Because, well, 
first, what you did with what you did with your daughter was phenomenal because it was just bringing more information into the equation. Like when we as parents, we think we know all the answers. And then when we repeat it, we're like, oh, that's not it at all. Oh, that totally makes right. sense. I would go get a Starbucks caramel macchiato to make me do my chores as well. Like, you know, like, oh, she totally knows that I would be doing that too. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it's such a great thing. And it's not like we have to hold this really hard line that is put there for no reason whatsoever. What we want is that give and take relationship with our kids where they're like telling us how they feel, what they need, and we're helping them navigate it. So that's phenomenal. When you say I articulate it back to you, it's such a cool thing because a lot of times I think we feel very helpless when somebody's in emotional distress and reflective listening gives that tool where you're not fixing the problem because you don't know exactly what the problem is. So you can't fix it, but just nor, nor should problem, we always fix it, right? Nor should nor we always, should we fix always it. be fixing it. Exactly. But you're saying back what the problem is so that everyone can understand it. And a lot of time in communication, bad communication doesn't come from like bad intentions. Usually it comes because both people don't understand, like aren't talking about the same issue. Right. Right. That is a huge thing there. So you said something on there too about being reasonable, which wasn't exactly our next step, but (laughs) our next step is be reasonable. But it was a little bit different, like about how sometimes, and I do this a lot. I don't know anybody else in podcast land, please give me a nod or a hallelujah or whatever, (laughs) if this matches you. But have you ever like told, like you're talking to your kids, there's something that needs to be done. We'll say chores because that's a big problem all of us like uh, suffer with, I think, or struggle with. You want them to get their chores done. And you've been asking and asking and asking. Today is the day the chores are supposed to be done. They're not doing it. So you're like, no, it has to happen right now. Get up right now. Stop what you're doing right now. And let's do the chores right now. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not always the most reasonable. How would you feel if someone came in, if your boss came in and was like, okay, I know you had to get that report done and that you said you get it done to me by the end of the day, but I'm tired of asking for it and I want it this second. TPS report. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's true. TPS report with the new cover sheet. (laughs) It's true. And I understand the frustration that comes with nagging and nagging and nagging and feeling like they're just ignoring you or putting you off. Or really sometimes it digs really deep into an issue of respect. And that's what we as parents tell ourselves, oh my gosh, they are not respecting us. And then that makes us get even madder and we go in and demand. But yeah, if we could step back and be reasonable, be willing to compromise like you did with the Dutch Bros drinks. Well, and like you did today, right? With the with the shirt. I, I helped him clean. I did not expect him to do it himself. It was a big job. But buddy. you also, it was a big job. well, I'm sure, but you <laughs> also, I heard you say something else too, that I thought was really interesting. Cause you were talking about how he's like, no, I don't want to. And you're like, okay, don't have to happen now. Just got to happen for relief. Yeah. Right. If you were really upset and really emotional, chances are what would have come out instead would have been something like, I don't care. You don't want to do it. It's happening now. Cause I'm here now. Yeah. <laughs> This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. 
So, Bria, I remember this one time I was in a bike race around Tucson, and uh, I wasn't paying attention. We were riding down 4th Avenue, and there's railroad tracks, like streetcar tracks, and my bike's tire, like, went and wedged in to the railroad tracks, no! and I totally fell down and just, like, skinned my hands, everything. Ugh. I had nothing with me, nothing at all. And it's that times where you want a first aid product and you have nothing. And <laughs> active skin repair utilizes a molecule called hypochlorous acid. When applied to the skin, the molecule works by mimicking the natural immune response to cleanse, soothe irritation, reduce inflammation, and support healing. I've used it on my son's mosquito bites, and I wish I would have had it the time I totally scraped up my hands. Oh, I hear you. Like whenever I go paddleboarding, kayaking, I'm always trying to find something that is like an all-in-one that I can take with me. And active skin repair could be used like that. It can be used to treat cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, which makes it suitable for all skin types, all parts of the body, like eczema and acne-prone skin, all of that. With over 500,000 happy customers, thousands of five-star reviews, and ingredients so safe and clean they can be used from the youngest member of the family to the oldest, you now have one simple solution for all of your family's skin health needs. Visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order. Use code NOGUILT. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning, where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're going to talk about skills for survival and self-kindness. And I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder. And I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better. My, my whole line of thinking is always, if I get in a fight with my kids, I've already lost. Like they've already won. There is no mental maneuvering kids because they're not logical. They're, they're, <laughs> they're not. Well, they're, they're not working on it. They're still working on that brain development there and their executive functioning. And they don't have the ability to do to get that whole A equals B thing as quickly as we can. They yeah. don't. They really yeah. don't. They don't. And, you know, I would argue, though, that if adults got to that state that he was able to get to so quickly and that kids usually go from like that zero to 100 so fast, um, that adults wouldn't be logical in that situation either. You would have to step back and be like, OK, we're going to talk about this later. Let me know when yeah. you're ready. Yeah, no, 100 yeah. percent. And I think that's the thing that we sometimes forget. We forget that our kids are going to need the same amount of grace as we would need. Or just like we have already said a couple times during this episode, just thinking about how we would react if somebody was treating us the way that we are treating them. And, and again, we're not saying that your kids are, that you necessarily have to treat your kids as, as equal peers, but just think about the way you're communicating, what you're asking for, and it, how you would feel if somebody was approaching you in that manner. Mm-hmm. And a I lot of times you'll find that their response is just like yours would be because they're many use. 
<laughs> like I always tell my daughter. <laughs> yeah. I know. Like I've always told my daughter, there's only room for one of us and I came first. <laughs> she gets tired of that one. So yeah, so like being reasonable, not demanding. A big thing that we we do a lot too in our common happy parenting courses, we teach parents about when then. I mean, like I used it this morning. Like when you're ready, come to me and then we'll go to KTR. Yeah. <laughs> because one of the cool things that hit me really hard in the past few days is about, I saw this thing about setting boundaries and how setting boundaries isn't about making someone else do what you want them to do. Setting boundaries is really saying what you will or won't do when somebody acts a certain way. Yes. 100%. I was like, that's it. Yes. Because we can never force anyone. We can never force our kids to do exactly what we want them to do, but we can say that we won't do certain things or we will do certain things. I helped him clean the room because it's a lonely process cleaning and he does so much better. And I'm able to teach him. I was able to teach him how to fold towels today because I was in there with him and it just came up really naturally and organically because there was a towel there. Well, sometimes too, it's just, it feels better when you're like you just said about being lonely. It feels better when you're just not alone. Like somebody (laughs) else is there and we can't always offer that time. I mean, we're as parents, we always have a lot of things on our plate and sometimes we can't stop and offer that time. But when we can, a lot of times it does mean a lot to our kids, even if it's just us like sitting there and chatting with them or whatever. And we usually get better results out of them too. Like we get, we get what we want because I mean, if you think about this, this whole episode is getting kids to listen to you and the end result we get it. Like we get what needs to be, what needs to happen, or we get more information and what we think needs to happen becomes less important and our priorities shift a little bit. So you don't have to draw that hard line in the sand to get your kids to quote unquote, listen to you when you approach it the way of just trying to get the information. And we really teach you how to do this in common happy parenting too, getting all that information out. Your decision-making as a parent is better and their problem solving skills improve too. Yeah. So yeah. Well, actually, go ahead. (laughs) I was just going to say it's a cool, it's a cool thing. And when you parent this way, you have a lot less stress because you don't feel like you need to know all the answers. So I like how you're talking because that leads us into our last tip about, about what we can do. We can be clear and be direct. Mm -hmm. And so like the way you were talking about, it was like, you know, you can be positive you can phrase things in a positive way. It doesn't always have to be like, why do you never do this? Why does nothing ever get done? Why is your room such a mess? Why are you always wearing the same shirt all the time? Why can't you get this done? Mm-hmm. Right? There's a way to, to do things in a more positive manner. Yeah. I like the that. shirt thing. I was like, I noticed you've been wearing that shirt a lot. What's up? <laughs> and then that's when he was like, well, I don't have any other shirts. I don't have any other shirts. Okay. And then what'd you say after that? Because I'm very curious. Mine would have been like, uh, bull crap. <laughs> I probably thought bull crap, but I'm like, oh, you better what you said. <laughs> you could always tell if you're ever around me and you see me talking to someone and I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's usually like, I am thinking like curse words in my head right now. And I need a little, little break. <laughs> or, or, or if someone's telling me something that I don't exactly agree with, but I need to find a way to rephrase it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so you can that one, feel free. That one I know, but the, <laughs> oh, that's my goal now is to get you to say, oh, at least once a week now. 
Yeah. yeah. Oh. See, okay. That's when I'm trying to rephrase something in a positive way. <laughs> so, but hey, those little things though, they buy you time. Yeah. Keep you from saying the things that you don't want to say. So another thing too, have you ever done this where you are super frustrated? Let's just take cleaning the room because I could totally think about that happening in my case too, where I like walk into my kid's room and it's a mess. And we have a, I have a, I'm pretty lax about bedrooms. If you've listened to the podcast before, you've heard me talk about my, what I feel like is my magic sauce, which is I shut the doors. Yeah. <laughs> I shut the bedroom doors. I want to see your mess. <laughs> our, my main rule in our household is like, there's no food or drink in your room, no trash on the floor. And there is always a clear path from your bed to the doorway for emergencies. Other than that, I don't overly care a whole lot because I'm like, yeah, eh, it's well, I'm the same way. And the only way, the reason I went in is because now it was affecting his outside life. I wear the same shirt every day. And that outside <laughs> life was affecting you because you were like, oh, geez, people are going to think that he's dirty. Oh, yeah. And you're like, no, he has stuff. But I mean, like, so I have walked into their rooms before when they have really pushed the limits of that rule, right? Mm -hmm. And it is like, literally, it looks like someone took a snowplow and like went through the room and just shoved all the clothes because my kids don't have toys, but they have clothes all over off to the sides. And there's like a yeah. good foot foot wall of clothing that's just like just moved way far enough so that you could walk through. And if I would walk in and I when I'm really upset, frustrated, either at them or something else, I could easily walk in and be like, all right, I want all your clothes off the floor. I want your bed made up. I want you to dust your desk. And I want you to get all the stuff that's half in your closet and half out of the closet in one of the two worlds. They got to pick a place and they got to go to one of them. Mm -hmm. And I would give them like six different things to do. And that would be humongously overwhelming. It would make them mad because they can't process six things suddenly while it's being yelled at them. And it makes me mad that they can't instantaneously do six things, which yeah. nobody can. Yeah, no one can. But I mean, it's just acting on that reaction because as parents, like we're allowed to get frustrated. And yeah, the things the kids do are really annoying. They're really <laughs> annoying. If you scroll through Instagram and you're like, oh, you have a perfect little cherub being, we're not saying that. Like, yes, kids are wonderful yeah. in many ways. I love my kids. I, I don't always like them. <laughs> also have to admit that the things they do are really annoying and frustrating and that's yeah. okay. <laughs> it's it totally okay. And it how, okay. how we choose to deal with it is the only thing that is in our control. That's it. We can't make them do anything. We can't make them listen to us, but we can gently persuade them by going about it this way with these four steps that we talked about today. So let's go ahead and go back over the four things. First, you need to calm yourself. Make sure you're calmed down before you take any action. Yeah. No, no cartoon like red face and steam everywhere like Brie does. Uh, <laughs> and then the second thing is you're going to say it back to them. You're going to use some reflective listening about what they're telling you the issue is. Yep. And it's also great feedback too. If you got it wrong, they will let you know. Yes. And then, third, and then be, be reasonable, be willing to compromise, be willing to give them some time to do the task, just working with them and collaborating. Yeah. And the last thing is be clear and be direct because when you give them 15 things to do at once, they're not going to be able to do it, but you also need to be clear about what you're asking for it. Giving that long list of don't do this, don't do that, don't do this. It's not very helpful. No. <laughs> what, what's that one thing you do want me to do? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I can't keep that in my mind. I'm not going to do anything. Overwhelm. 
Yeah, I was, that would that would totally be me. Remember, I've told you that Start before. Like, what? Well, yeah. Being overwhelmed. There's blankets and pillows. <laughs> There's blankets and pillows. Exactly. Yes. Well, let us know how this works for you. And if you're not on the No Get Mom, you don't get the emails already. Go what are you doing? our happy parent checklist. Yeah. Then you'll get emails from us all the time and you get all these great stories and encouragement. And we have so many challenges coming up and events coming up and you'll be the first to know on the email. There's a link in the show notes for that, guys. Exactly. So until next time, remember the best mom is a happy mom. Take care of you and we'll see you later. Thanks for stopping by. Hello, you sentient ball of stardust. My name is Casey Davis. I'm a therapist and I'm an author of the book, How to Keep House While Drowning, where I talk about ways to make it a little bit easier to take care of yourself when you're overwhelmed, stressed, have mental health issues, physical health issues, or maybe you're just in a hard season of life. Maybe you're looking for a place that you can come and listen to some practical advice. This is a podcast for all of the self-help rejects. We're gonna talk about skills for survival and self-kindness. And I'm going to leave the pop psychology at the door. I promise not to tell you to meditate or to journal. We're just going to give you some really insightful conversations with hopefully some practical advice. So I don't believe you need to pick yourself up by the bootstraps. I don't want you to just try harder. And I don't believe that laziness exists. So join me over on Struggle Care, where we can find compassionate solutions that help us function a little bit better.